They did it. Y'all know that sound. Nobody believed but us. That's why we call faithful. Nobody believed but us. Touch that. You know that sound. Uh-huh. Tell me long. Let's go. Oh, oh, <laughs> Let's get it, baby. Breezy. Yeah. Out west is Patina when the style is so nitty. Breezy on the east and this flow is so gritty. The boys stay hot, reppin' niners in they city. Take one, take two, take that like Diddy. Oh. Yeah. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. Yeah. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. We outline players up the chalk. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this the Niners talk. Niners talk. Nitty gritty, this the Niners talk. You guys hear that? It's crickets. There's nothing going on in San Francisco. I'm trying to figure out what the heck is going on in San Francisco other than nothing going on in San Francisco. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Nitty Gritty Niners Talk. I got my wonderful ladies, Miss Crystal PGB and Miss Annie at NFC Niners. How are you ladies doing on this fine evening afternoon? We're hanging in there. Hanging yes, in there. we're hanging in there. That, I, that sums it up. <laughs> I just, I just, I would like, I know the 49ers are, are doing things in, in the front office and things like that, but it would be really cool if they even just can extend a guy or sign a guy on their own team or something like that, you know, just to give us some, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, let's get to these uh daggone thingamajiggies we got to get to. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're on Facebook, make sure you give us a like and a follow. And that way you can be updated every time there's a show on Facebook. If that's the platform you like to rock on, Nitty Gritty Niners is where you want to be. We're here each and every Monday night, and sometimes we do pop-up shows. So make sure that you like and follow the page. Also, follow us on Twitter at Nitty Gritty Niners. That's where our polls go. The polls are popping. I will say this, that you guys are polling it up. You might not talk to us on Nitty Gritty Niners, but you sure do your voting. So shout out to you out there. Make sure you go to Nitty Gritty, the number 9-E-R-S. And on Instagram, you can follow us. That's Nitty Gritty Niners spelled all the way out. And to all my wonderful YouTube subscribers out there, make sure you follow us, Nitty Gritty Niners, and smash that like button. That's, you know, the thumbs up thingamajiggy. Make sure you go ahead and smash that click that and to all our listeners out there go to your one-stop shop anchor.fm backslash nitty gritty niners for every nitty gritty niners podcast episode and i promise you it's definitely a treat you if you listen to it it's a little bit different than what you watch so make sure you go ahead and give us a subscribe there and on my favorite podcasting network at apple Podcasts. go ahead and subscribe to us on apple podcast select those five stars and you know we gets it popping and for all of those that would like to email us I, to those that did the po- the thing for the pictures, them joints went out this morning. So make sure you check your mailboxes. You if you were the winner, and your pictures should be in the mail. But go ahead and, and email us nitty gritty niners at gmail.com. Annie, I don't want to wait. Go ahead, talk about the news. No news. The rumors. There are there's always rumors, but there's, there's the news. Go ahead and break it down for us, Annie. You got it. Yeah, there's always rumors, but the news, I think all we've got right now, um, Julian Taylor, you guys remember him? He was on the PUP list all year with an ACL. He think he tore his ACL 
last year or 2019. But anyways, he is with the Titans now. He signed with Tennessee. So basically just another piece of depth lost on our end, um, another defensive tackle, just reinforcing that we really have to build up our lines and we're really hey, just making depth there. He didn't even go to the stinking Jets. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he didn't even go to where I thought he would go uh -huh. to. And you mean to tell me Tennessee signed a person coming off the PUP list who ain't played in like a season and a half? Like, wow. All right. Yeah, I got our, our depth is pretty darn good, man. People getting signed with injuries. I, I you know, that's I, right. It is uh -huh. what it is, you know. But it's depth, it's gone, and uh, much success to you, Julian Taylor. Right. All right. Well, I guess. This is, I mean, the other news that I'm sure we've all seen today, um, Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, I never thought that he would be in the talk with 49ers, but apparently I think it was Joe Person who broke this news first. The 49ers have reportedly called the Panthers about a trade for Teddy Bridgewater. They want Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater in San Francisco. And I mean, this one kind of puzzled me at first. I was like, I don't know. I see Jimmy and Teddy basically the same quarterback, but he's a little bit more mobile. They both have a pretty weak arm. So, um, but I guess it all made sense when I realized John Lynch said the other day, they're looking for a better, a stronger backup for mm -hmm. Jimmy. But then, but then I was like, right. why would you have Jimmy and Teddy Bridgewater, both pretty expensive quarterbacks on the same roster? Bum, 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 I mean, bum. so it brings to mind, like, about, you know, Jimmy. Or Jimmy Garoppolo may be the expensive backup to Teddy Bridgewater. Hmm. Now, listen. Now, so, so when it comes to Teddy Bridgewater, I'm not a huge fan of Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not. I don't know why. I never have been. Uh, he did have like one good season his whole career. And then he was kind of like hot garbage last year in Carolina. And are you sure he's being traded for? I thought he was a free agent. I, I, did I get that mixed up? I thought I thought Bridgewater. No, he's still he's still under contract right now. I, I'm hoping the 49ers don't until 2022. So I'm hoping yes, we don't get traded for. And there's only one quarterback. One of the possible quarterbacks I'm hoping the 49ers trade for. One you know is Deshaun Watson <laughs> out in Houston. And then I think I'm kind of starting to be sold on Sam Darnold. Like, I'm starting to be sold on bringing in a young guy and letting him grow with this young nucleus. I'm kind of starting to be sold on that. I don't want it, but I think I'm starting to be sold on that. So that's my possible. But mm -hmm. if it ain't Watson, I ain't rocking with it. Anything else out there going on? I mean, I know there's things going on in NFC West, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's about it. That's what we were going to get to. Yeah. Um, J.J. Watt is a J.J. Watt is a freaking Cardinal, Peachy. <laughs> out of all the teams. I know. All the teams that he could have went to. 31 teams in the NFL. And he said specifically, Peachy and Andy, that he wants a chance to win the Super Bowl. Now, I'm that's right. confused. Because he overlooked the 49ers, he overlooked Seattle, he overlooked the Rams, and he went to the Cardinals. Right. I'm just curious out of all the NFC West teams. Oh, because they paid him the money. It's probably because right. they gave him a lot of money. Money. Yeah, money. Yeah, totally Hopkins, too. He probably had a word in there to, you know, bring JJ Watt over to them. Good point right there. And remember when when Hopkins put out a, a picture of him yeah. and, and Watt and said, come on over to Arizona? Yeah. There you yeah. go. Man. People think pictures aren't worth a thousand words anymore. Exactly. I right. will say that pictures are always going to be worth yeah. a thousand words, maybe even more than a thousand I'll, words. Um, I will say this. It's really crazy because, you know, people think 
that they know so much, all these people that be reporting the news, and they had Mitch and all these other teams, Buffalo, Green Bay, uh, I think Chicago, um, I'm not sure about Chicago, but Cleveland, and all this stuff, people just do not know. Like, they they really do not know what the actual player is thinking. That's why a lot of players put out stuff like, you know, all these stuff's coming out about me, like nobody has no idea, you know, like what what's really going on and all these things like that. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, the Cardinals were never even mentioned out of out of all of um, out of all of what I heard about it. The Cardinals weren't even one of the top teams that they were saying that he was going to go to. I, I didn't see it coming, except for that picture right. that Hopkins. Put right, out, like, right, right. Know. With that picture of D-Hop, yeah. yeah. But and, 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 you know, all right, so let's talk about this a little bit before we yeah. get into our show. Right. So so now let's see. The Arizona Cardinals have some edge rushers right now. Mm-hmm. I know you can say that J.J. Watt is injury prone. Okay, that's fair. Uh, but I still believe he's still a force to be reckoned with. And he's going to a team that that wants to find ways. I mean, all right. Let's just call it like it is. We have no offensive line and, and a Jimmy mm-hmm. Garoppolo, which it is what it is. It's what we have. And they had no Chandler Jones last year. I don't believe he played much. And right, now, he didn't. now they have JJ Watt, Chandler Jones, and another dude. I believe the dude from the Giants that's now a car. I can't remember his name. I I, I just know. No, he, um, I Marcus, can't remember his Marcus name either, Golden, but I know who you're talking about. Something like that. They got some edge rushers, never yeah, mind their, their secondary, their linebackers. I mean, I'm not scared, but I put out a tweet earlier today how that's going to enable them. And I see people, you know, our, our guy, Eric Davis is like, man, he's, he's not a threat, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's not the, the changing of the NFC West, but it's another edge rusher. And right. I, I don't think JJ Watt really wanted to be in Houston anymore. Sometimes I'm telling you when players don't want to be somewhere, they will be hurt. They will be not ready to, they won't be able to right. show up. People do right. things differently when they want out. I guarantee that's you right. Arizona, he gets some healing. I get, I can guarantee it. Mm-hmm. You he probably does. What are, what are your thoughts about J.J. Watt joining the NFC West? Only thing that I really have to say is that I do believe that J.J. Watt is going to be great for the Cardinals. And, and one reason why that I believe he is is because he's not going to have to do a whole lot. He's not going to have to carry that defense. Like they, they have people on that defense that carry that defense. So that's not what he's going to be able to do. He can come out there and make a couple of major splash plays like on some third downs and stuff like that. And just wreck shop, which is where you know you want to get teams a lot is on third down. You want to you want to stop them from from uh, getting that. So um, converting those. Sorry about that. Converting those. And so to me, that that to me is what's the scariest because I watched JJ Watt whenever they were playing against Buffalo, and they had brought him out there in like little you know splashes. And he just wrecked like the whole time he was out there, like he wrecked because he's not out there that much. So I don't believe that he's, he's not going to be out there on every down. He's not going to be that type of player. The Cardinals got him for a specific job is what they, um, what I believe that they paid him all that money for. Because like I said, if you can prevent first down, like third down conversions, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's all that the Cardinals really needed from JJ. They don't need JJ to go out there and be no, you know, like um player on every single down is basically what I'm saying. 
Yeah, like like they don't need him to be the, they don't need him to be the JJ Watt he was. Right, he exactly. Right. Exactly. What are your thoughts, yeah. Annie? Yeah, I mean, every single team in the NFC West is improving. The Cardinals have JJ mm. Watt now, the Rams have Matthew Stafford, and the Seahawks mm. are guaranteed to be like a 10 plus win team as long as they have Russell Wilson. So <laughs> I just I if we don't make some big moves this year, I mean I right. know that we just went to the Super Bowl. I don't think our window is going to be open much longer, yeah. if at all. You're so, right. I hate to say it. I hate to agree with that. Um, <laughs> right. And, and here's why the window's starting to shrink. Because other teams in our division are doing mm-hmm. things to shrink that window. Mm-hmm. Right. See, nothing matters until you go out there in 2021 and you suit up and you play and you see how it goes. But, mm-hmm. like, making moves is a big part of, like, letting people know what you're going to do. Like, look, I, I'm at the end of the day, the 49ers, again, let's talk about the offensive line. We have Lincoln Tomlinson, no center, Mike McGlinchey, and, <laughs> and, 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 and Brunskill. That's our offensive line. I, we're missing a left tackle and a center. I'm, I'm going to say right. it again. We have Lincoln Tomlinson, mm-hmm. Mike McGlinchey, that's two, yep. And and I and Brunskill, that's three. They're, they're under contract. I know we're getting Sean Coleman back. Who said who knows if he wants to play? We don't know. But yeah. he's he owes us a year, right? Because he took the year off for COVID. And so eh, um, yeah. Uh doesn't matter who's gonna be back there playing quarterback if we don't patch up this offensive right. line. Right. Uh, it just this, um it just I'm sorry. Um no, it just right? shows uh, it just shows the dire dire need to find a way to bring Trey Williams back. You have to bring him back. I'm telling you right now, Pete. Like, you have to. Like, he has to be your number one priority. Like, this just shows this is another reason why you have you just have to bring this dude back, no matter what you have to do. You just have to figure it out. I'm gonna say this. I don't think Trent is the number one priority. And he should be. But I don't think he is. And the reason why is because of the contract. No, I think, I think, uh, I mean, Annie put out a rumor today about Jason Verrett, and I'm hoping that goes out. I, I, you know, God, make sure you're following at NFC Niners. She is pumping stuff out there so fast, like before I even wake up, and she's on, she's behind me. I'm in the future. And so she's putting these things out. And so I'm hoping they do sign Jason Verrett. And the reason why is because his contract will be a lot more team friendly than the guy that's protecting the blind side of the quarterback. And I think that's what's going to halt this up. And we got to look at it, guys. We we walking with thirteen between thirteen to seventeen million dollars, and so mm-hmm. until we can find ways to free up some money, free agency not gonna look good. So I'm I'm hoping they find ways to just nip some stuff in the bud, like sign. If you could sign Verrett, I think the 49ers fans will be a little bit, um, not. Not fully satisfied, but they feel like they just ate a portion off the plate. Like, all right, cool. We're starting to fill up. Right. right? Now, I want to get to Sloppy's comment. He says, this, this, the thing is, Wayne, Annie, Crystal, John has no excuse anymore. He's got to make a splash. Move, yeah. move somehow the Seahawks did and, and it did it to the Rams, cards, blah, 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 all that good stuff. You got to make a splash. What, do you guys agree with that? Like, because I'm trying to figure out, well, just tell me if you agree with that. Does he have to make a splash? and free agency in 2021. Yeah, he has to make a splash like in the right ways. I think if they don't hit free agency in the secondary or in the offensive line, then you did something wrong. Because both of those position groups, 
if you don't re-sign either Verrett or Trent Williams and you leave either corner or offensive line to fend for themselves, like you have no depth whatsoever. So if it's on the offensive line, if for some reason they can't bring Trent Williams back, you have to get Alex Mack. You have to get someone. Right. You just have to right. fill holes everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. And Callie put out, he Absolutely. says, I don't think all is lost if Trent Williams isn't signed. There are other options. I, I just want to know. And I don't know about you. And I get that there are other options, but I'm the type of person that, you know, you put that little chart out, you know, $5 for this tier of players and $4. Mm-hmm. For, I'm spending $5 <laughs> on Trent Williams. That, that's right. just, that's what I'm doing. Like, yeah. I, and, and, and I just, I want to ask Callie this and I can ask you ladies, name me one of these other options out there that rated higher than Trent Williams last year. Nah, there isn't one. Okay. None. I, I, so, so. Right. None of them did. And, and so now you're talking about bringing in another guy or drafting a guy, because those are some of your options I'm thinking Callie's talking about, right? That has to kind of like come in, learn the system, these things. Like, ah, man, like I, I really think you, you <sighs> spend the money on the offensive line and you get some other pieces in the draft. I really do. Yeah. Um, and 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 if we don't do that, Callie, and you're right, there are other options that villain the wave of cats out there. Guys are starting to be released because of cat casualties. So there's some guards exactly. that's being released. So there yeah. are some guys out there, but but I really feel like you gotta find a way to sign this guy. Um, being that the continuity will be there season two with that offensive line, if that makes sense. It's be his second season in this system, second season coming back from the, missing so much football. I, I would love to see what Trent Williams would be like with the 49ers again. But again, he's going to be expensive. And so Callie says no one's better, but maybe Orlando Brown. Now, with the Orlando Brown thing, is that a trade? It doesn't that have to be a trade. They didn't cut him yet. I don't believe so either. Where's Orlando Brown from again? I'm forgetting. From the Ravens, right? I believe he's from the Ravens. Yeah, Didn't Baltimore. He, it might have been someone else. I think some big offensive lineman got let go or cut or something, released. Um, So yeah. if Orlando Brown's been cut, now we speaking. Now you speaking my language. Yeah, but yeah. If and now if we're talking trade, guys, I really don't think we have the trade capital be trade to, to trade for anyone other than the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like right. at this moment, right. we traded for Trent. And we didn't make it to the Super Bowl. And now we might not have Trent again. And what's going to happen exactly. if we trade for Brown and he doesn't work out. And, right. you know, I, I just don't, I just, you know, it's a scary situation. But I definitely get where you're coming from, Kelly. So don't, don't, don't get it twisted. I definitely get where you're coming from. And since he wasn't cut, I don't know if I want to make a trade for this guy. Because now we're talking about giving up capital. And exactly. Baltimore <laughs> is going to try to suck the 49ers dry. Pause. No pause. They, they, that's what they're um, um, The only thing that I would like to say is um, as far as the cap goes, I'm not a capologist. I don't know anything about the salary cap. I don't know how it works. I'm just confused about something. Okay. Arizona had less cap space than we did. We're not going to ask like, any we, salary we cap had... on this show. And here's okay, why. Okay. Because the salary cap is nothing but monopoly money, and none of that exactly. So which is what, which is what I was, I was gonna say mm-hmm. is that I don't even, I don't even want to pay attention to that. I feel like that if if the 49ers want to make something happen, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Like they'll they'll find a way to make it happen. Now, this cap, just like you said, is mm-hmm. is is just like monopoly money because the 49ers had the most cap space out of any other team in the NFC West, but yet and still. Arizona is able to sign JJ Watt for all the money that they signed him for and 
that um, that's basically the only thing that I just wanted to say about it is I I don't I don't care about like our cap space right now. I just know that if the Rory Niners want to make something happen, that it'll happen. Yeah, it'll happen. We'll make I it happen. Agree. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I was thinking about it earlier. I was thinking the same thing Peachy was like, how come they can sign someone so high profile like JJ Watt when they have less cap space than we do? And I think what it all boils down to is that we have 40 free agents. We have more guys that we have in to the market that we have to sign. So we can't afford to sign someone like JJ Watt. And yeah, that, that makes sense. Especially in, in, I got you. in critical areas, like critical positions. Like mm-hmm. we do right. we have a lot of free agents. Um, and I'm not going to say a lot of those guys shouldn't come back but i feel like there's some guys you can move on from because you know you can you can probably draft and and restock in that way but there's some key pieces that we need to resign back on this team right. if we can and i think a lot of them will take those kind of like team friendly back end extension type deals like a jason verrett or like these guys like i'm, I'm thinking that's what's going to happen but you can't expect a guy like trent williams to do that because his one number one job is to protect your quarterback and so you don't want to go cheaper on protecting your quarterback i do agree with right this we mm-hmm. can look to bring in a tackle and and round two round three mm-hmm. but now you're talking about getting a tackle around two around three when the better tackles are in the first round and so now you're moving back i don't mind drafting a guard or a center in the second round but you really want to get one of those high profile tackles right. in the first round right. i mean it's just my theory in it but exactly um, i would love to know what symmetry's plan is to bring back trent i, I want to know what he thinks that plan is to bring him back and i do agree they would not have trade for him if they didn't have a plan. right right if they didn't all um, have this together because like we have we have a parag who is like our like the one of the best capologists in the national football league and these these deals and these things that he this magic that um, him and his group work are just just mind blowing. Mm-hmm. But they they managed to get it done. And through my nose, I mean, the 49ers probably have all this under wraps, and they probably have all this you know already in the works and in the making, and everything's good. And step by step, probably over I'd say about the next week or two, things are going to start filtering out, and we're probably going to start hearing some actual things that they are doing and it'll kind of probably give us a better indication after as to what's what as far as with Trent, Verrett, everyone who you know um everything that's going on right now. Agreed. 16 more days guys look hold your horses right. <laughs> 16 well, days and, and yes, I sir. guarantee it's gonna you, start heating up. I guarantee you on March 17th <laughs> The 49ers won't do shit. I can guarantee you nothing's <laughs> happening on March 17th. Like it, it we, no. we we've been waiting for so long for something yeah, you know, know. other than Austin Walter. No disrespect, other than Austin Walter, um, River Craig Craft, you know, those guys. Cool. Just small ones. I, I would be so happy if the 49ers extended and found a way to sign Kendrick Bourne at this moment. Yeah. Like, I, would, I would be ecstatic. Okay. A, I love the guy, right. love the kid. And B, like, yes, right. we would make a move that makes sense to the 49ers because he can fit he fits with the 49ers like i really do believe that so i'm hoping something goes down now listen guys we had a we have a crazy show for you guys tonight the show is called let me see if you can run it i don't know if you got the word play on that but i was thinking my man chris breezy aka you know chris brown and mm-hmm. he had that song run it run it and we're talking about running backs so Andy put together five special running backs that we're going to present to you coming out of college that the 49ers can possibly draft in the first round with the 12th pick, all right? With the 12th pick, 
I don't, I'm not saying they will, so don't smack me in the head. I'm just saying the option is there, and there's at least two or three of these guys I would take with the 12th pick. I can tell you that right now. But before we do that, we did a poll on Nitty Gritty Niners, and I wanted to talk about 49er running backs, right? Former 49er running backs, and these are these are guys that were drafted by the 49ers. And it was very important that I found guys that were drafted by the 49ers. Now, I'm going to put a question up and the question is simply going to say, how important is the running back position to the 49ers offense? Now, you know we know, but I want to know what you think is why it's important for the 49ers to have this a running back in the system. And now we got some guys that we could talk about here. Uh, let's see. You know what? Let me take this question down. I just want to read. No, no, that's not OJ Simpson. That is that is Roger Craig. I actually like the the, the other gold pants. I don't know if you guys can see the, the old mm-hmm. school gold. That, that looks yeah. more like gold to me. That looks that's mm-hmm. more like a uh I don't know, a 10 karat gold, and then the others like an 18 karat gold. But I like yeah. the 10 karat gold. Looks kind of looks kind of dope. And I actually like the red and the jerseys. But Roger Craig rushed for 7,064 yards, 50 TDs. All right, these are all rushing, none catching. Okay. Uh Carlos Hyde. Uh, 2,729 yards, 21 TDs. He only played three seasons, though, I believe. Three to four seasons, all right? Four seasons, probably. Um, There's your guy right there, Frank, the inconvenient truth, Gore. 11,073 yards. Future Hall of Famer. This dude has 64 (laughs) touchdowns on the ground, Mm y'all. 64. And my guy, man, from Notre Dame, man, look, y'all can talk crap about Ricky Waters all y'all want. (laughs) Pretty Ricky is what they called him. This guy was a problem Mm -hmm. out of the backfield, under the, like, he was just a problem running and catching. He, I remember that one game against the Giants. He had, like, four touchdowns, yo. And it was just like, you know, we always struggle beating the Giants. We always had troubles, but not Ricky Waters in that game. And the guy that was lead blocking for him in that game was none other than Sir William Floyd, but Ricky Waters, 2,840 yards, 25 TDs. Now, the question is, and I know it's it, it's probably a silly question, but I really feel like each one of these guys helped this team out in some type of a way. Even Carlos Hyde. I know y'all be like, nah, but don't <laughs> act like y'all don't remember that Monday night game when the 49ers yeah. were trash. It came on at 11 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, right? Against the oh, Minnesota yeah. Vikings. And oh, Carlos yeah. Hyde would not be denied the end zone. I think he scored two touchdowns that game too, by the way. And I, I just, don't know. I, Didn't he have about 200 something yards in that game? I'm trying to tell you, if, you, if Carlos Hyde was so. in the right offense, this guy <laughs> could be a problem. Speaking of that, uh, Annie, wasn't there a rumor Carlos Hyde saying he wouldn't mind coming back to the 49ers? <laughs> Something like that, but I don't know. <laughs> so everybody, everybody's like, hell no. Okay, no problem. <laughs> so what we did was we did a poll, and I we wanted mm-hmm. to know from you guys. And 26% said Roger Craig. 1% said Carlos Hyde. Boo. Frank, I want to know who that 1% was. It was Carlos Hyde himself. It probably was. Probably was. Frank Gore, 69%. And Ricky Waters with a whopping 4%. Like, y'all showed Pretty Ricky no love. Like, he got us to that Super Bowl. Do y'all not remember Ricky Waters? He was the man. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
But he only played with the 49ers for, for three seasons. And then he went yeah. to the Eagles or Dallas. Right, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I think um, he went to Philly after that. He went to Philly, right. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so Frank Gore obviously was the guy that everyone voted for. And I want to get y'all opinion. Who was the greatest running back drafted by the 49ers? Now, I could have put Kevin Barlow up there. But, I mean, yeah. What do you think? <laughs> um, I voted for Frank Gore, of course, okay. because he he's a future Hall of Famer. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. And all those years when the 49ers was, was struggling and the only thing we did have was Frank Gore. That was all we had. <laughs> Literally, that was all we had was, was Frank Gore. That That is just my dude. So yeah. that that's who I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't think Char. I mean, I mean, Sean is saying Charlie Garner before Andy speaks. Uh, I, I don't was Charlie Garner drafted by the Niners? I thought he was drafted by the Eagles, and then we traded for him. I could be wrong. Dude, or did we get Westbrook from the Eagles? I can't remember. Um, somebody we got from the Eagles, and I thought Charlie Garner was one of those dudes. Your thoughts, Annie? Who who's your greatest 49er running back? Who's who's the greatest to you? I mean, I love Frank Gore, and I loved watching him. But I voted in this poll. I voted for Roger Craig. Hey! Mm-hmm. It was so much fun to watch. He was he was so dominant and powerful. I mean, I just yeah. loved him, so. wasn't he the first running back thousand catch thousand yard catching season and a thousand yeah. yard rushing season. I mean, how does that not mm-hmm. now? Frank Gore has had I want to say five to six consecutive one thousand yard seasons, like just later. Like not I'm early, but like and his latter, and and he was like like PG said, yo, when the 49ers sucked, you just give him the ball. <laughs> exactly. He didn't suck, but they still didn't you win. The yeah, it's tough. Um, so so guys, I voted for I voted for Ricky Waters. Frank the Tank. No, I voted for Ricky Waters, <laughs> and the reason why I voted for Ricky Waters is because Garrison Hurst. Was wasn't wasn't he was tra- he was uh, signed as a free agent I believe from right. the Cardinals. Now listen, I voted for You're Ricky right. because Ricky was flashy with it, and I don't know about you. I know Frank is dirt gritty, low blow, boom boom, and he produced right. Mm-hmm. Something about Ricky that I loved, and it's something about that '94 team too. Like I'm, yeah, I'm really embedded into that '94 mm-hmm. team. You could put anybody up against. It could have been Tim McDonald. I would have voted for Tim McDonald. It could have been Toy Cook. Who came in on third? I would avoid it for right. That whole '94 team was it something was. special. It was fantastic. I know it was bought, but it was something special, right? Exactly. <laughs> that that we got to witness, and you know, yeah. I hate to say it, guys, but it was the last season. That was the end of the 49ers dynasty, and so. No cinnamon kiss. I thought I voted for Carlos Hyde. I really, I, I, the reason I don't like Ohio State players, so I know I didn't vote for Carlos Hyde. It was Ricky Waters that I thought. I'm part of the 4%, baby. Like 4%. Yeah. 4%ers, no doubt. Um, but so, like, why am I bringing these up? Because I want to know how important it is for the running back and the 49ers system. And the 49ers have drafted some pretty good running backs. Even if you didn't vote for Carlos Hyde, he served his purpose. Even if you didn't vote for Ricky Waters, he served his purpose. Frank Gore overserved his purpose. And we know Roger Craig was the trendsetter, right? He's, he set the tone on how 49ers running yeah. backs should be in a West Coast style offense. All right. That's Derek right. Lavelle. I remember Derek Lavelle. Yes, I do. Number 20. I sure mm-hmm. do. Um, so why am I asking that question? And it, And it's simple. Like, how important is that position? And you, you, you ladies can answer. 
And then we want to see if he can get some comments. And then we'll go ahead and talk about the running backs for the 49ers, the free agents. You can go first, Annie. Yeah, I mean, just in Kyle Shanahan's offense specifically, I mean, I can't imagine it without his running game that's so creative. Uh-huh. I mean, to this team right now, the running back is everything. Um, it, I mean, you see how much we struggled without the healthy running back this season. I mean, without the running game, we're just – I mean, I hate to say it, we're stuck with Jimmy throwing passes all game, and that's not how we thrive. Exactly. But um, just for the 49ers as a whole, I mean, like you said, ever since Roger Craig set, set the tone and running back has always been an exciting position to watch as a 49ers fan. I agree. PG? Only thing that I wanted to add to that is, and it's also the way that Kyle Shanahan uses running backs because he probably uses running backs different than anyone else uses their running backs in the whole National Football League, even though people are trying to copy it now. But there's still so many elements to um, everything that Kyle does with with the running game. So uh, running backs are definitely 100 uh, percent crucial. They are crucial. To make they're, this offense go. They're important. They're they're an important position for the 49ers because it sets mm-hmm. up so many things, right? Talk about exactly. play actions, screens, yep. the they have to be able mm-hmm. to block. They have to be able to do a certain amount of number of things. And the number one thing they need to be able to do is get outside the damn zone. Because like, if that's you can't right. get outside the tackles, then you're mm-hmm. not going to be able to fit too well in this system because that's how mm-hmm. Kyle wants to run it. Unless he chooses to switch it up. Michaela says the running game is everything and if we're there, you know what i couldn't figure out this is what like buffeted me confused me right i was i was i was i was messed up why were we as fans so mad that the 49ers chose to run the ball down team's throats at times like what the I heck can, i could care less if jimmy yeah. garoppolo not pass if we're running the ball and getting five touchdowns a game like mm-hmm. annie i know you're gonna speak please i'm sorry i just i no. just want to know yeah, I mean, people like to make a big deal out of it, especially that Packers game. They were like, you don't trust Jimmy. You won't give him the ball. I was like, exactly. As long as Mostert's running in the end zone, who, you know, I don't give a care. I mean, I right. love their run game is just, just defeating everyone else, just making a mockery out of them. I love it. Right, right. It is It is literally like taking like the defense's soul. Like you can literally watch the, the defense, especially in that Packers game, just look defeated. <laughs> there was nothing that they could do. A lot of people, you know, worry about people's feelings getting hurt, like Jimmy's feelings get hurt and everything like that. And that's why they had a problem with that. But wins are wins. And, and they should just be worried about the 49ers putting wins up and don't worry about how, how we get that accomplished. And our um, just like Kyle said in that game, why would we go away from something when it was working? Mm-hmm. the same thing in the Vikings game whenever we started running the football and doing the same thing like if you have something that's working then why are you going to go away from it stick with what works I, I, I'm confused though because because I know but he did say it though I didn't say he didn't say it but you gotta <laughs> practice what you preach coach Shanahan exactly you you come out here and say to us exactly hey, bro, don't fix it and then you'll be fixing stuff and then go away from it right right mm-hmm. exactly you are right about that it's 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 funny right so my man <laughs> my man Game Podcast the running back is the biggest piece of our offensive puzzle due to the system being predicated off the run to set up the pass yeah. and a variety of other things. I will mm-hmm. say this though, when the running game is effective, 
Jimmy G is a problem with play action pass. I don't mean a problem in a bad way. I mean he's a threat. Exactly. Like he's a, he's, yes, you're he's right about guys that. Down the field, mm-hmm. guys yep. are biting, and you know why? Because the goddamn linebacker is biting on the run. Right? He ain't got to worry about the linebacker in the middle of the field. I swear exactly. to tonight. That is Jimmy's is. kryptonite, the <laughs> linebacker. That is his crypto night. No other position. But the linebacker, I think the li- I think linebackers have more interceptions off of Jimmy Garoppolo than any other position in the defense on the defense. I really do. Right. It's it's crazy. All right. So let's go ahead and we and and, and let's talk about the 49er free agent running backs. We got three of them. There's three running backs that are free agents. Go figure, right? And We'll save the best for last. All right. So let's let's start with the worst of the three. All right. I'm with you, Cinnamon. As long as we win, I ain't mad. I ain't mad. That's right. That's right, Cinnamon. I ain't mad at you. All right. So we're going to start with it's so hard to pick the worst of the three. But I'm going to pick the worst of the three. All right. So let's (laughs) (laughs) The Jet. Now, if you're looking at his stats out there, there's only one season you got to look at. I could care two fine cares about the Minnesota Vikings. I'm looking at the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Jet played all 16 games, y'all. That doesn't count for anything. Remember that argument we had? <laughs> Wasn't I sticking up for this guy? Yes. So, so <laughs> yes, he, I, was. he was. He was durable. I, you can say he had tired legs, dead legs, frog legs. I don't care. He was durable. He played all 16 games. 81 attempts, 319 yards. Now, he did leave the team in pass catching. I do not have the pass catching stats up here. He had five touchdowns. I felt like he got all five touchdowns in, like, two games, though. And then after that, his legs got dead or something like that. Jerick McKinnon is a free agent, ladies. Are we bringing this guy back? Yay or nay? And if so or if not, why or why not? Like, (laughs) hit me with it. (laughs) I mean, I think he said it for himself, right? He's exactly. Like, Thank you. But no. I will say, <laughs> no, but then during this season, I will say, thank goodness we did have him because literally every other running back went down and he was still there. He didn't produce, yeah. obviously, but at least he was there, present. So um, obviously, I, I don't want to see him back because I don't think he has much to offer. I mean, the, sadly, that ACL, I think, ruined him. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. let him go. Let him go. Peachy. That's the same. Um, let him go. He doesn't want to be here. And I don't know what that saying is. Um, I'm not um, in the habit of keeping what doesn't want to be kept. I don't hate Callie. <laughs> I, I hate his memory, though. And I will say this. I said he was a mis- He was supposed to be a mid-smatch night. <laughs> When they signed him, he was supposed to line up out of that backfield on that um that line and be a mismatch for those linebackers and whoever they put on him. That's what he was supposed to be. And then after those ACL injuries, he was just a he was just a mismatch for the 49ers. Yeah, How about I that? Think we were all pumped up when we signed him. We were all excited. We thought he oh, yeah. I was confused though. I was like, out of all the running backs. A free agency, why this guy? And then I had to start thinking about Kyle Shanahan and his system and what he likes to do with guys. And and so then I did start to get excited because we knew he was strong. He's a work a workaholic. He likes to work out. Mm-hmm. He, he's quick. He was fast. And all right, if the jet was not the jet, what the hell type of airplane was he? A Boeing 747? Like what? <laughs> what, what, what? He's getting, he wasn't the jet. Definitely not. I can't think of any slow airplanes. How about those big airplanes that carry 
stuff, cargo planes. <laughs> cargo plane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just talking about that third and 30 run, how he was. I mean, I don't think there was anyone in front of him. And I just see him. No. No, no. <laughs> Gosh, yes. No, 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 guys, guys. That was I fantastic. Out, I don't think he ran out of fuel, y'all. I don't. <laughs> There's no way. I, 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 I run with my son outside, right? And I only slow down if I have to because he likes to win, right? And so I slow down if I have to. I think the jet either had some type of like. There's some type of clause in his contract, like if you don't do, if you do this. We ain't gonna do this. I, something made him slow down. I don't think this conspiracy is in my head. I'm sorry. There's no way you run out of fuel. <laughs> There's no way you get dead legs week three. <laughs> like, how did that happen? Symmetry. No, did you see Ferrari? I can't get any paper hey. planes to go past like two, two, two meters, three feet, uh, whatever. Uh, like, you know, symmetry. You symmetry's crazy. Yeah, you guys are cracking me up. All right. I saw love. This is why I love this show. Sam said the plane Baloo used to fly in tailspin. That's the cargo <laughs> joint, bro. That's the cargo joint, bro. Sam. Yo, that's the cargo joint. I'm telling you. Oh, well. Yeah, I knew what I was talking about. All right, so you, you, so we bringing him back, yay or nay? No, no, no. All right, I'm not even going to answer it. It doesn't even need my answer, even though I was sticking up for him at some point. Now here's another guy I like. You know, this is another Kyle Shanahan guy, Tico Raw. I, you, uh, I stats. That's what I'm. I focus on stats. You guys made the decisions. All right. <laughs> you, you see his first year with the 49ers, he played 14 games. He got hurt, and he hasn't been right ever since in that 2019 nope. season. All right? He hasn't been right ever since. Um, six touchdowns. That Carolina Panther game was like four touchdowns of those six. Um, 2020, 20, he played eight games, it says. He played eight games. I don't even remember seeing him twice, but he played eight of them joints. And um, zero touchdowns. So he, he totally went backwards. T. Cole Love the guy. Love his tenacity. Love the fact that, you know, like Peachy, injured, he was trying to come out here and put on a performance. Like, That's right. Did, the injury, y'all, you know, you can't test this man's, like, you know, innate ability to want to go out there and play football because he did that in the Super Bowl. Now, he wasn't his, he wasn't healthy, but um, unlike some other guys that, that are on our team that can't play injured, like, I do salute him for that, but you know, the, the question is, you keeping them? And if so, why or why not? We'll go Peachy uh, first, then Annie. Because Annie went first last time. We'll just rotate. No, but I will say that, I mean, if, if the 49ers could, could bring him back at a, a low cost, but I'm not sure, like, mentally what he would feel like that it would be worth, um, I... I will say that he's tougher than most of our running backs that we have. Oh, oh, I mean, he the only person I know that could get hit negative six yards. Right. Get back up. right. I will. I will I, say that. I, I might mean. ask this question, though, because I know you're talking, but this is for you guys, not for the people out there. I want to know from you two. Why come every time Tevin Coleman came in the game? The offensive line forgot how to block. 
I'm just I curious. Know. I just want to know. <laughs> I know. Now, I, I know he's slower. I understand mm-hmm. that. But why is it that they they forgot how to block? Because he was always hit behind the line of scrimmage. Can somebody please answer that for me, please? I mean, I don't really got an answer for that. I don't either. I, I don't. I do not know why, but that just seems like that. That's just what it is. I don't. Maybe I, when he came in. That. Maybe I got it. Maybe when he came in, the third, fourth string lineman came in at the same time. That's the only thing I could think of because they opened the same know. holes. Now I will say Tevin Coleman is not an outside zone guy. <laughs> I will say that. He was the best best blocking running back we had. I will say that. He was better than Mostert in blocking. He was in reading protections. He was better than anybody. And I really felt like his injury just... Yay or nay, guys. Not going to say much on Tevin Coleman. I mean, I already know what y'all think. Go ahead, Annie. I mean, I'm going to say no, because I do think that money can be better spent elsewhere. But I was curious, because I don't really remember what exact injuries he went through this year. But I do feel like when he did come back and he did play a couple games, he wasn't really given his fair shot. It's kind right. of exactly stuck him in the doghouse and mm-hmm. just put him away for the season and focus on other guys. And so this season, I don't really think he got his full shot, but I don't think he's coming back. You really thought he was in the doghouse, huh? I didn't get that memo. I think, I think he was a season. Well, we, we Kyle Shanahan's got to get a new doghouse because there were some guys <laughs> in that doghouse, man. <laughs> there was some guys that was in that house and couldn't. They were. They were. So, I think Jimmy Garoppolo was in. These guys were in that. Oh, doghouse I definitely was in it. <laughs> so bad that mentally, they were. They were messed up. Like they needed to see yeah. a psychiatrist. Like they were jacked up. So I. It's possible he was one of those players. It. I never thought about that though until you mentioned it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people saying that he served his purpose, but if I had to pick, I would say it's time to move on from Tevin Coleman and find another Tevin Coleman. Like find another guy that can serve right. his purpose with the, the 49ers. Point. You know, and 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 that I think that's kind of what Kyle Shanahan is going to continue to do um with the Niners. Now we saved the best for last because though not a running back, he's probably the most valuable of the backs that we yes. have that's going to be a free agent, all right? <laughs> and um he did play a lot of special teams. Thank you so much for that hurricane mm-hmm. seven seven four. That's where he. That's how. That's all the eight games. Thank y'all so much for liking the podcast too and the broadcast. We truly appreciate that. Thank you for staying tuned in as well. Now we're almost done with the show, but we got to get through Kyle Uzcheck. All right, and so he's not going to have high rushing yards. He's not going to have a lot of attempts. He's not going to have a lot of touchdowns. But he is valuable to the San Francisco 49ers. And I want to know from you, are you keeping Kyle? Uh, Yay (laughs) or nay? You got to factor in. You got $13 I know you want to say, like, I don't care about the salary cap. I know we don't, but apparently the 49ers do. They ain't did nothing. (laughs) So uh, I want to know from you, ladies, like, are we bringing the juice back? You're up first, Annie. No. Okay. I mean... I want to bring him back, but when you compare his value to how much he's used compared to the other priority players that we have, I mean, his biggest impact is obviously in blocking in the run game and everything, but it seems Kyle will give the ball to him maybe once a game. I mean, he'll surprise you on that fourth and one on that run. So I obviously want to keep him, but if you do keep him, you've got to start using him more. And um, I just don't know if you're running, if you don't have enough money and you got to choose between him and someone like Trent Williams or Jason Verrett, 
you got to go with the other guy because they just mean more to the team. I just read some of these comments. He's, he said, I love me some juice, apple juice, orange juice, grape juice, strawberry juice. I didn't even know strawberry had a juice. Uh, Peachy, yay, you bringing him back? He is valuable, but how much? He he is really valuable. It's just like Annie said, I'm not sure exactly. It just depends on what you can bring him back on because you because you can't you can't pay him like a whole 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 lot of money. Like you have to be cautious about that because you have other priorities that you have to think about. I mean, I would love to have Juice back because he can just do so many different things and he he contributes so much to our team with the uh, amount of things he can do, but I just don't know if we can afford to bring him back. So, I like Kyle Juszczyk, all right? I do. And we paid him a lot of money to be here in San Francisco. Sure did. And he's done some amazing <laughs> things, and he's done some things that I just, like, like you know, he's made some amazing, amazing pass catches, but then he's missed some blocks. Mm-hmm. And he scored sometimes on fourth and one, but he definitely wasn't the fourth and one guy it was more like a trickery. You don't think I'm going to give it to Juice. I'm going right. to give it to running back. So right, and it goes to Juice. And so I just don't know. I know the 49ers like him, love him, value him. But if he's trying to get paid, paid, it won't be with the Niners. Exactly. And, and, and it's just what it is. And I do think that they find a way for him to take some type of a you know, a, a, a pay that's fit for the fullback right now. Because fullback, he was like getting double paid what fullbacks were. Like, and it's not set in the market because fullbacks, there's like six fullbacks in the NFL. And so right. because of that, I don't think Juice is going to get the money that he's looking for anywhere. And I'm hoping he ends up back in San Francisco. But if he doesn't, there are some guys in the draft that I like that can be, <laughs> probably go undrafted and you can pick mm-hmm. up. Yes. In the seventh round, yes. right? Big yeah, All right, I just wanted to put that Michigan thing out there. Now, let's go ahead. There's some free agents. We won't spend do. too much time on the free agents, but there are some free agents. Here are the big three. Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, and Todd Gurley. Symmetry already talked about Todd Gurley. We're not going to go down through the whole list, but if the 49ers were going to replace a running back on their squad to pair up, with uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., Raheem Mostert. Guess who's a free agent, guys? What's the dude that got... Matt Breida's a free agent, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what That's we right. see Breida back in the 49 <laughs> I don't know. If you could pick one of these three guys, who would you pick? We'll go with uh, Peachy first, then Annie, and then I'll go. We can't afford him, but I would <laughs> want Aaron Jones. <laughs> All right, so why, so why Aaron Jones? Why why Aaron Jones? He just he just does so much, and he I mean contributes. He can he can catch. He can he can run. I believe that he could work really well in Kyle's system, especially on the outside. Like I just believe that he could just do so many things in our offense. Okay, I think he'd be fantastic in our offense. I definitely think he'll play a great compliment to the speed of Mostert, but but my issue with Aaron Jones are injuries. And I don't That's know true. if the 49ers want to pay an injured running back. You know, all, actually, all these running backs yeah. are injured guys. Yeah, I was fixing this Only one of them are a Super Bowl champion. So, Annie, exactly. who's out of the three? 
I'm going Aaron Jones too, because uh, I think that he would fit the best in Shanahan's offense. But uh, yeah, I mean, Todd Gurley's injuries scare me, but I mean, if it comes down to it, he he has worked with, I oh, know he's worked with the Rams. He didn't work with Shanahan, but um, uh, Leonard Fournette, same thing. He struggled with injury even this year. He's great in the playoffs. What we saw in the playoffs from him, he was incredible. Right. But he, yeah. He need, um, so, yeah, we could really use Fournette, too. So I think it's between those two, Fournette and Aaron Jones, if for some crazy reason we could, we could afford either of them. Now, if I had to pick one of these guys, it would be Todd Gurley. And the reason being is we need a different type of running back style in this offense. Now, now Todd can do everything. I think you can get him on a cheaper deal. He's pretty much got paid for his running back services throughout the NFL. And I think right now he's one of those guys that wants to win, still wants to get paid. He's relatively young. You do have to worry about his injuries, his knee injury. But he's played a whole season with Atlanta, and I really didn't hear much, too much about injury in Atlanta more than I did when he was with L.A. Um, and so I think Todd Gurley is a guy you can get one-year deal, five, six, five to seven million dollars. You know what I'm saying? And I know we don't have the money to do these things, but I'm just saying, I think that's how much it would cost. Maybe even a two-year a two year deal, stretch that money out, pay him a little bit, you know, over some time. Uh, Todd Gurley and this offense, guys, you, you want to talk about fear, right? Mm-hmm. And so if Jimmy Garoppolo isn't super strong, right, at, at certain things, you bring in pieces that can make him look stronger. If you bring in this type of a running back, no disrespect to Jeff Wilson, you'll still have a crazy three-head tandem, right? Can you imagine mm-hmm. speed of Mostert, the brute of Todd Gurley on first and second down? I still think Mostert needs to come in on second, change pace. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't be starting. Change the pace of the game, right. and then all of a sudden you hit him with the mixture. I feel like I feel like Jeff Wilson is the mixture between Gurley uh, as far as his brute. And he's not super fast, but downhill he's fast, right? And he's he has some speed, so and pass catching abilities. So those three running backs right there, I think, would serve the 49ers' purpose. Uh, I, I, the only thing that scares me about Aaron Jones is the fact that he just can't ever finish a freaking season. Mm-hmm. Ever. Sure. That's it. Amazing back. You sign him in fantasy football. He starts off the season. You like, I'm going to win. I'm going to win week three, baby. Then we I know all about the that. The season, he out and you lost. And, and That's so, true. You know, sorry, I'm predicating it off fantasy football. It is what it is. Now, we are going to be over our extended time just a little bit. But we do have five rookies we want you guys to pay attention to. Now, these are the five top running backs that I and that Annie and that PG believe that are going to come out in the draft. We don't know where they're going to go, but we're going to start with the guy who we think is going to be the first running back off the board. I used to know how to pronounce his name because I was just watching some highlights on this kid and I forgot just that quick. But his first name is Travis. His last name is Etten, Et something. It's, it's, a, it's dope. How do you say it? Etienne. Etienne. Yeah. No, it's, it's not how they said it. That, that, that wasn't it. It was way better than that. It was, it was so cool when I was watching Travis ATN. I'm like, yo, that's dope. It's like French and, and, and whatever. Anyway, uh, go ahead and let's talk a little bit about it. Guys, <laughs> a problem. Yeah. Okay. So Travis Etienne um, from Clemson, he's honestly, I'm going back and forth. I think Najee Harris will be taken before him in the draft, but... On, I mean, he's explosive. He has amazing acceleration. Once he gets in the open field, I mean, it's like lights out. But really, after watching a lot of stuff from him, I just 
I'm just seeing a lot that I'm kind of unsure with him. I mean, he doesn't have a ton of like elusiveness. I, I mean, I don't think he would be a great fit for the 49ers. He just, uh, I mean, he has a really strong lower body, but I mean, just, I don't know. So he didn't impress me as much as someone like Najee Harris did. And I think that he'll probably be the second to go, but um, yeah, that's about it, about it with him. I love it, yo, because I like you know when we talk about college players, you never know who likes what team. So symmetry, this is his team, right? And then you got uh, Sloppy, who's a who's a Notre Dame fan. So <laughs> Travis Etienne is how you say his name, Etienne, right? Okay. So, so Travis Etienne w- ran all over Notre Dame. So I get I get mm-hmm. your 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 thoughts on him, Annie. But listen, you he's Raheem Mostert's speed. Once he once yeah. that. He hits that gap. Ain't nobody catching him. And I know that's a double negative. So no one is catching Travis Etienne. He is gone. Like Audi 5000 from 1989. He's out. And so I know we're not getting him. Like I get it. But this is a guy, if available at 12, it will be hard to not pick. I know the 49ers don't draft running backs, guys. We know we're not stupid here. But this is that talent that we're talking about when your guy, the best talent on the board is available at 12. You might Uh just want to go with the best talent. ETN is built for this system, Sam. I'm (laughs) telling you, I've watched him catch balls out of the backfield. I've watched him just beat the whole defense from the line of scrimmage. Like, how does everybody miss? And we should be used to seeing that because we've seen it before in the San Francisco's offense when the offensive line is blocking, all right? And so, great kid. I think he's going to go number one. But again, Annie, it depends on which team is looking for their yeah. fit. And then I think they come back. So, who has Najee Harris? Is that is that PG? Yes, that's me. It's another problem. These Alabama guys, man, I tell you. <laughs> Um, Najee Harris from Bama, 6'2", 230 pounds. It says that he is a versatile threat that was a backfield rusher who played all four seasons in Bama. So he's had a lot of experience in college. The tall and upright runner, it says that he's a blend of power, determination, and versatility in a, between the tackles runner and perimeter rushing threat. Love that. He's also comfortable with pass catching. And he's also like gotten better at pass catching every single year. It says that he can uh, uh, that he's a flat-footed runner that can pace his way through defenses. Another key attribute is that he's able to finish drives with touchdowns. Look at that. <laughs> finish drives. You know, I, I now, I, now I, I will say this. I will say Najee probably has one of the best offensive lines in football. I, yeah. I'm just going to say yeah, that. Yeah, he does. But. He does get in the end zone. And the one thing I like about him is that it takes more than one tackler to bring him down. And he doesn't give up on his drives. And okay. I watched him get into the end zone where he got stopped, but he kept on churning. He kept on and going. Love he it. kept on going. Mm-hmm. And so this kid is going to be a problem. Man. He's from Alabama, but I don't know if he's from Alabama. He went to Alabama, right? And he's going to be a problem uh, in the NFL, no matter what team he goes to, man, Najee is going to be a problem. And so this is Annie's number one, right? And and and, and my guy is mm-hmm. ETN. Like and and so uh, it, either way, you're going to get a crazy running back that's going to be ready, that's right. durable to start the NFL season if you choose to draft him. All right, so yep. I get the guy in the middle. I get Mr. Michael Carter. All right, Mr. Michael Carter, not related to Sean Dot Carter or S. Dot Carter, whatever you want to call him. I get Mr. Michael Carter. This kid is out of North 
Carolina. He is country. Now, I'm just playing. This kid was part of a potent combination backfield for the Tar Heels. They had another guy that's, that's also on our list that we're going to be talking about soon. Um, quickness to rip off yards and chunks. Look, this guy didn't rush for like, you know, eight, nine, seven. This guy was like rushing for like 11, 17, 35. Like he was, when he hit the hole, he hit the hole. If I had to compare this kid, now you can tell this the guy said, if I had to compare this kid to an NFL running back, it would be Dalvin Cook. He reminds me of Dalvin Cook right now in the NFL coming out of Florida State. He's not the best pass-catching running back. Um, I believe that's because they didn't throw to their running backs like that because neither was Javante Williams, who we're going to be talking about soon. But I will say this kid had two back-to-back over 1,000-yard rushing seasons. I'm talking like 12. Hold on. Look at the stats up here. I'm talking like 12 and, and, and 12, like 11 and 12. This kid was running the ball. And that's amazing to have 1,200 rushing yards in a season. Um, 1,000 rushing yards in 2019. And then 1,245 rushing yards this past season. And here's why that's amazing. He shared the damn ball with another 1,000-yard mm-hmm. rusher. Yep. So this kid is, uh, is is a problem, man. He's hard to tackle. He's hard to bring down. That's why he reminds me of Dalvin Cook, because he can get outside the zone, inside the zone. He can catch out of the backfield if you throw it to him. He's pretty good hands. Not sure what his speed is, but if he's blowing teams away like and getting to the secondary and leaving teams in the dust, he's got to be a pretty fast back. Hits the ball hard. They haven't projected you know, on one side to go like the third or fourth round, but that's got to be wrong. This kid is a problem. So that's oh, yeah. my guy, Mr. He Michael won't Carter. Last that long. Uh, and let's keep it moving. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. All right, who do we have next? I think it's yours. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so I have um, his compliment in North Carolina, actually, Mr. Javante Williams. Beast. Mm-hmm. Beast. And Mr. Javante Williams is um, 5'10 and weighs 220. And yes, it's like Breezy said, this dude is a beast. He is big, physical, and powerful. But he can also um, catch out of the backfield. He's very good in pass protection. And he can rip off big chunks of yardage with his ability to see the field cleanly, which is really good for him. The only question mark that they have is how he'll fare without the benefit of the scheme and playmakers in place. But if he comes to the 49ers, that won't be a problem. <laughs> it said that um, he would do just fine with the transition, but it's something to keep an eye on. But that he is projected to be like a really, really good um, product maker in the National Football League. So I'm real excited about him. But the one thing that it just impressed me is because he's bruising and he's powerful and he does not go down easy at all. <laughs> it takes a lot to get him down. My man NY to the base saying, look, don't sleep on Javante Williams. Right. I'm telling yeah, you, I like Javante. There's some running backs in this draft. And here's what I like about the running backs class your guy might not even be in the first round. Like the 49ers guy might come in the third round, fourth round. Like right. those guys, if they choose to draft running back, we know we like to sign guys that don't get drafted. Like that's like the 49ers MO. I think it's something the way they can work the contracts later on down the line. There's got to be a science to that. Um, but they kind of don't miss on the undrafted guys, right? And so I agree with you, right. NY, my boy Mike. I agree with you, man. Look, he's a problem. 
um, strong runner. Uh, you know, Symmetry says he's a strong runner, doesn't see holes well. Yeah, like he 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 reminds me of of a Tevin Coleman sort of kind of like, but just younger and more explosive. All right, and once he gets gone, there's no catching him. He won't crap out on you like the Jet or you know, I think he hits holes better than Coleman. But this kid is going to be a problem. I do like Chubb Chubb Hubbard. Um, he's a guy that I put in my mocks. But, uh, matter of fact all right and we got one more guy for you and then we're gonna go on and get a body here with you guys man thank y'all for being a part of the show kenny gainwell out of memphis this little midget look you got him annie <laughs> yeah i mean don't sleep on kenny gainwell i think he's gonna be terrific he's gonna be amazing and He's 5'11", 191. He actually had one of the best freshman seasons in college football history. He had like 2,000 yards and 16 touchdowns. I mean, he has great speed. They say that once he takes off immediately, I mean, that acceleration is just crazy. And um, he's an exceptional pass catcher and a blocker. He's extremely versatile. So I think for any team, he would just be an incredible addition. The only reason I'm a little hesitant about him specifically with the 49ers, I think he would fit great into that Shanahan offense. I just, I feel like what we need is that power back that right. can drive it into the end zone. And he's not necessarily it, but I mean, right. he's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. But here's the thing I like about Gainwell, man. Like you, you draft Gainwell, you got like three positions. You got a kickoff returner, punt returner. Um, you, like, you just, he has speed, right? And and he can make people miss. He's very elusive. He can catch. And he's just a guy that, like, I think he's a sleeper, right? I think he went to Memphis, but this cat is balled out. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to say Memphis is a bad school or anything like that, but you really don't really hear about Memphis Tigers unless it's basketball, okay? okay. And, so, and so, like, I, I do like this kid. I believe you can get him in a second or a third round. I don't... I don't think he's going to make it in the first round unless a team for sure wants this guy and he fits this guy. Now, let's just remind you guys, look, running backs, the first, only running back that got drafted in the first round last year was the guy that went to the Super Bowl in the Kansas City Chiefs, right? And so running backs last year, that was kind of uh, was kind of weird because I'm trying to think of some of the good running backs this past season that came out in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam Akers from the Rams. Um Dobbins is good. Who? Dobbins, right? Oh, yep. From, from, right. from Baltimore, right? Right. These are guys, but they yeah. go to second or third round. So may we start to see a trend that running backs, you just don't want to pay them that first round money. And if they you, might. Get, them, mm-hmm. you can get them in that second or third it's round, possible. It, it might be the thing to do. It might be the thing to do. Ladies and gentlemen, what an amazing show. Thank you, Andy, for putting the running backs together. Next week, let's do linebackers. All right, let's talk about the linebacker position. Let's see who we can we can find out in this draft. We can pair up with our boy Fred, our boy um um my God, forgot their names. Dre Greenlaw and and another dude Aziz Shire. Let's see who we can get to come in here and give this team some depth and add some depth with the linebackers position. Any final thoughts before we go on and get up out of here? You can go, go ahead. ahead. Okay, final thoughts. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm hoping for some news this week and hoping for some moves to be made, but I feel like we're not going to. So, (laughs) 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, Peachy, final thoughts. Thank all you guys for 
entertaining us with the chat. Lord have mercy. It was awesome today. So the interaction was fantastic. Kelly, I did not forget about yours. Yes, Trey Sermon is definitely at the top of my running back list for okay. a wish list for, for the 49ers, of course. OH. So, you know, it's always OH. So, but um, other than that, thank you guys for tuning in. I just want to shout out Miss Debbie for sitting up here, printing up all the stats for the different yes. running backs that we were talking mm-hmm. about. She was even and putting thank up you, the, Debbie. the guys that you guys were talking about in the comments. We truly appreciate your love and your support, Miss Debbie. Mm-hmm. I got that song you sent to my DMs. That joint go hard, yo. Very good message in that song. Definitely like it. Sorry I didn't get back to you earlier. Day just gets away with me when I'm at work because these kids... But anyway, I love you guys out there in the nitty gritty world. Make sure you tune in next Monday night. Listen, make sure your alerts are on. We might bring you a surprise show throughout the week. I'm starting to get some more time available. We're starting to bounce ideas off of one another. Donnie should be back very soon, guys. He is studying. He's he's doing things in his school. He's trying to pass these classes. So he's away at the moment. But he will be back for sure to bring you that gritty. All right? So we truly love y'all. We'll see y'all next Monday, we out. Mm-hmm. Peace. They did it. Y'all know that sound. Nobody believed but us. That's why we call faithful. Nobody believed but us. Touchdown. You know that sound. Uh huh. Tell me long. Let's go. Let's get it, baby. Breezy. Yeah. Out west is Patina when the sound is so nitty. Breezy on the east and this flow is so gritty. Them boys stay hot, reppin' niners in they city. Take one, take two, take that like Diddy. Oh. Yeah. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. We outline players up the chalk. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this that nine is tall. Nine is tall. Nitty gritty, this that nine is tall.